Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! Welcome to episode 58 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Miss Gofield. On this episode, we're going to recap what is the Nailed It Wall. We're going to talk about our Nailed It of the Week and talk about the first eight days of the 2022-2023 school year. What's going on, partner? Oh my goodness. It feels so good to be back. Can we just address that? All in the world must be right if the nail that wall is back. I agree. Now, how would you sum up the last eight days of the school year? It feels like the excitement level that I felt when I was first teaching. Um, as far as the energy from the kids, the energy on campus, the energy that I have. And it feels so... I feel so appreciative of being in my class every day with the students that I have. Uh, everything is so positive and it feels, I, in a weird way, I would use the word, word healed. It feels healed. Like I feel like things were broken for a while and I feel like now we're starting to come out of that and we're healing and it feels so positive and incredible. And you're going into your sixth year teaching yes. eighth grade science. Sixth year. Bless your heart. Yeah. I'm going into my 14th year. I think my sixth year teaching STEM slash our makerspace classroom. And I could not agree more about the staff, the community, everybody feeling so positive about this school year and excited to get back to some more normalcy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we try to keep it as normal as we could the last two years, but it just feels good. And you have a big thing going on. Your daughter's going to college this week. Yes, I will be an emotional basket case because of this. However, it's an exciting thing uh, as a parent to see your child take the next step. Having said that, I am sure that that's a little bit easier to say than it will be in actual practice when that happens. Uh, I'm very proud that my daughter wants to go into one of the STEM fields. So that feels really really exciting at this point she has her her sight set on being a pediatrician and she is heading off to chapman to take the first step in that which i am incredibly proud of and tell our listeners where is chapman chapman is in california it's where i am from and where ella has always felt the strongest roots and she has set her sights on chapman or no in california uh for quite some time which made me a little panicked <laughs> although we're from there we don't have a instant you know there however you know she worked really hard and is a prime example of you know you know if you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to and she has her, her mind set on becoming a pediatrician correct correct and how would you describe the feel of orange california it's right outside of anaheim it's close to disney well, close to the beach yeah <coughs> excuse me i think what's interesting about where she's going to school is like I said, that's those are my roots. So it's really close to where I lived, and yet I'd never been there. I'd never been to this campus. I thought I had, but I think that it was a different place that I had gone to, and I didn't. I've never even been to the city of Orange. I don't think in that area in general. And so I would, you know, compare it the best to uh, Gilmore Girls, the town that 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 set in very very small town feel um, really just quaint and cute and when you're ch sending your child off to college it feels nice to not be sending her into the middle of a cake party like a you know frat party kind of thing I want my child to have an experience of college but without all of the intense 
distractions that can be. And I feel that we're really setting her up for success in this capacity. I love it. And your son started in what grade? He's going to be a sophomore at Mountain Ridge. And, you know, he's still finding his way. And I'm excited to see what this year brings for him. He started on the announcements. Yes. He's run the teleprompter. He's very excited about that. Very excited about that. And reunited with some of our old announcements crew, which is really fun. We have exciting things coming for announcements, you know, just this week specifically. So I'm really excited that what he has learned from his time at Sierra Verde and now he's bringing that with him and he's starting to kind of tap back into that because you can point them in a certain direction but ultimately they have to organically kind of step into that and he has chosen to go that direction this year which I'm super thrilled about and I have a sixth grader my daughter started sixth grade my son started fourth grade I think our big battle going the school year was a rolling backpack versus a backpack without wheels and you know what bless his heart he, he fought me on the rolling backpack and he has been loving his rolling backpack and the best thing is they started walking home and he puts his sister's chromebook in there carries her lunchbox on there so the rolling backpack was a gift uh in its own way and my son he he loves changing classes so he loves the now once he's in fourth grade you you go to your different departments of classes and he loves that that's so cool i mean he is thriving with that he is so so we, we love sharing our stories of, of our kids and our students, and we're just excited to get back to a positive spin on education and kind of document our school year. We've One thing that we felt was missing was the podcast and kind of sharing all those stories through COVID, but we're back. We're going to move forward, and we're going to celebrate all those wins. Now, can you... For our new listeners, what is the Nailed It Wall? The Nailed It Wall is a physical, actual um, place in my classroom. And it is a bulletin board, a wall, where we celebrate a lot of wins, like big successes, and also celebrate if there's any epic failures. And and it's more just to kind of take the stigma away from failure as far as, you know, just kind of being able to laugh and move on if you make a big mistake or... You know, for sure, the just being able to have a place of celebrating things that kids have done well, whether it's in the school or outside of school, accomplishes that they accomplishments that they've had. And what's been really cool, and you and I had gone back and forth early on when I brought the nailed it wall in, was you felt that I should clear it each year, and I really have debated about that because you want to have space and have a fresh start and all that. However, now that I'm having siblings and having kids go over to the wall and see things, see their siblings up there, I'm glad that I have left it there, and I'm going to continue to do that until there's no space, and then kind of uh, move that on. I'd like it to be more of a cer- ceremonial thing where we put things on the nail to wall, but as you said, we're only in eight days in, so there's time for that. Uh, there's a lot of new things that I've tried to infuse into my classroom, kind of getting back to old roots, but then also bringing some new things in um, just because I just have that joy of I want to do all of the things, you know? I love it. Now, in my classroom, we celebrate failure as a good thing. We learn from failure. We're going to fail a lot. And you ask your kids, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And a big part of our classrooms is celebrating that failure and getting excited when they fail. So kids feel comfortable to take chances. They want to try things um, and know that if they fail, it's okay. And we're going to learn from that failure. We're going to celebrate it. 
and that's a hard thing for kindergarten students to understand and but it's something that has just come up the pipe chain from kindergarten all the way to your eighth graders and we love that failure we always talk about our failures and so that's where the nail that wall comes from and we're going to talk about all of our successes but also our epic failures throughout the school year as teachers and put a positive spin on education when we think so much of you know arizona let alone is you know in dire need of of teachers in the classroom and that excitement for education and to get excited about education and one of our big things was to to get these young teachers just excited about all the positive things that we do and I'm, you've shared this story before about the student at target that listened to the nail that wall yeah and we actually who were we talking to that knew it not that long ago there was somebody else that knew that we had a podcast i'm totally blanking on who it was but it's really interesting the far reach of that scope of that um you know i want you to share your story but i just realized in talking about this we have not shared our biggest nailed it for this yeah, but you can't twist off the story you gotta finish the story uh, okay about the about the target so you were making yes okay so I met with teachers for coffee. You're welcome, listeners. Yes, that morning. And some one somebody of the, has to keep her on the rails. <laughs> hashtag truth. And there was a teacher that I was with who was really, really just sharing heartwarming stories about some students that had really made a huge difference, people that they'd connected with that they just will never forget. And all teachers have them. We do. And ones that were, you know, our biggest challenges and they just always stay with us. And then, and you're rooting for those a little bit stronger in a weird way. Um, and then you have the students that just, they're just all the feels, you know, just those special kids. And there was one gentleman that uh, one of the teachers was sharing about and he had an unusual name and then the uh, the interesting thing was then I went to Target shortly after and I happened to be in a line and the checkout person had that name and I just had this feeling it was the same person I don't know why it was a unique name and I asked him and sure enough that was him and come to find out he knew who I was because he had had listened to the nailed it wall because he is a new educator uh, he was in the program to become a teacher and so he had listened to that and you know I will say there has been a lot of challenging things about education for for quite some time and and there still is there's, you know we've had a lot of back and forth about some new changes that are being brought through the school district however I feel like it takes away some of the really special unique things that are happening which are really exciting i feel like so much more energized right now going into this school year than i have in a few years and i think it's an exciting time to be in education in a lot of ways we are in dire need uh you know the nice thing is is that arizona is starting to realize there's a need to financially take care of their teachers and that is a really amazing thing to see and we get so much out of what we do and you know I just I think it's cool to be able to celebrate all the wins that we see but you forgot to share the best part of that story tell it to me that he was studying to become a teacher I said that oh you did yeah okay. I did I missed that I apologize <laughs> sometimes I gotta keep him on the rails <laughs> <laughs> touche touche well we like to start every episode off sharing our nailed it of the week so what was your nailed it of the week well it could be a nailed it or failed it yeah well i mean honestly there's so so many that i could choose from however because highs and lows you know um one thing i shared with you that i didn't realize is 
there we've had a really early lunch time the last couple years and because and that was because of covid restrictions about where kids could sit and how many people could be in one space and so that has changed this year to a different configuration which has allowed us to have a later lunch time it's too many details to explain why but it has allowed us to go back to a normal lunch time which is at 12:15 which i love and so but because of that our whole schedule has changed it's tweaked a bit right so it's you know we pulled minutes from the, what we used to have as a snack break in the afternoon we've kind of gotten rid of that because that was more of a mask break that we turned into a snack break because it was such a long afternoon for the kids if we didn't do that well we don't have that anymore so that time has been allotted back into our classrooms which is wonderful however i really didn't factor that in as i was planning my lessons that i've been using that i i really feel like i had nailed the timing last year and everything was really great and each day of this first week, for the first eight days, I was noticing I was finishing up like five to seven minutes early and I had this dead time, which thankfully, you know, when as you get into teaching, you have some tools that you can pull from and it was fine. However, I just kept thinking like, why am I having this problem every day? It's such a specific amount of time. And I realized I didn't really account for that shift of now having that extra instruction time with the mask break gone. So. Now I've realized it, huge light bulb moment, and I am going to make some adjustments this week. But, you know, it's just funny because in teaching, we get used to our our rhythm, our routine, and then something minor like that is such a minor thing, but it makes a huge difference. You do not want students with five extra minutes on their, their hands without something for them to do. That's not a good situation. So there will be changes this week for sure. Hashtag truth. I thought you were going to share about your activity you did on Friday. Oh, that one's really special. Yeah. Well, so. I'm forcing your hand here. (laughs) It, It is really, it was a really meaningful thing to me. So one thing that our campus is doing this year, which I am a huge fan of, is they're just having a heavy, heavy emphasis on kindness, which I think is really timely because what we noticed the last couple years is kids really became desensitized in so many ways because they were isolated with COVID. And even when COVID lifted and they could start interacting, I feel like a lot of their social skills and just um, their ability for compassion and connection was was they needed some repair. And so I feel like it's really wonderful that we're making such a huge push for that this year as a campus, just to be campus-wide, focus on that intentionally. And so we've had, we have all these kindness activities in SEL. And so this was the first week that eighth grade did our SEL. And it was, um, we didn't have our second step program uh, accessible yet. So uh, Mrs. Hughes, our new assistant principal, which we are thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have, um, she put together some you know, activities that we could choose from. So I went with one about the power of words and how, how, how much of an impact it can have. And in our staff meeting, we were asked to share some stories of people that made an impact. And, and it was very eye-opening because people had been very wounded with experiences and words in their past so much that they still had this hurt uh, coming out years later, like, you know, 30, 40 years later. And you just realize how how meaningful words are one way or another. And so I wanted the kids to really get into the mindset of number one, being responsible for the words that are coming out of their mouth and mine as well. 
but also be intentional because we don't hear enough positive. And so they're fair, like this is a new group of kids, right? I guess they, some of them have been going to school um, together for quite some time. However, we have a huge influx of students that are new in eighth grade this year, part be, partly because our nearby school had closed for eighth grade. And so we absorbed several of them, which has been so fortunate for us. However, new dynamic, new group of kids. And so I put them on the spot and I made these papers that said what I love about you is and I you know I had to explain to them I'm a mom I use the word like oh I love that outfit I love it so I you know had to diffuse that next time I would put like something I like about you because that's traumatic a little bit <laughs> but we got past that so what I love about you is and each kid had their own paper and at their tables they would pass it in a rotation and everyone would write something that they really liked about that person and then they stacked that that group and then they passed it to the next table so that their paper went all the way around the whole classroom and when they got it back it was filled with positive affirmations about them and I asked the students to go beyond the superficial like I like the hats that you wear or whatever um, and kind of think of something that would be meaningful to them like I really like your laugh you know I like the jokes that you tell I you know it's something that's personal and they'll get better at that and it's still awkward but I thought they would fight me and they did not there was not at all any pushback and when those kids got their papers back they were beaming they couldn't wait, wait to read them and they just dove in and that's gonna be a keepsake then at the end of the year I want to do the activity again and see what they know about each other because I try and do, especially this year, I'm very much committed to do a lot of team building and community building within each class period so you really get to know one another on a deeper level. I love that. You're so excited. You're blown away. You're just going to start with one class yeah. and you did it with all your classes and uh, how much that meant to each of those students and when they're trying to figure out, you're shocked that some of these kids didn't even know each other. Yeah, they and really didn't. And you were just so excited by what it meant to those kids. So thank you for the double nailed it this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for prodding me on that. It was um, a good story. My nail that goes a little further back before the school year. Um, this summer, I was trying to sell a couch on OfferUp. And, you know, if you've ever sold anything on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace, you, you deal with some 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 flaky people they, yes. they tell you they're coming they're interested you you give to this one person it's like all right i'm gonna wait for you well my kids dubbed this lady no show nikki because for three days straight she kept telling me she was coming i and she she just led me on and i'm trying to be a good person i'm like you're the first one to respond um if you're interested it's yours you know but just emergency after emergency kept coming and they were and vague emergencies and, is yeah what I recall you saying and finally i had to put my foot down and move on and i'm, I'm talking like just all throughout the days like i think this person just needed attention i, I did not psycho psychoanalyze no show nikki but i had to move on i had to give up on no show nikki and that she's gonna she's gonna buy this couch and i couldn't buy a new couch until i sold this couch you know because you don't have too many couches that's a couch problem yeah so I'm going through and I see the next person on Facebook Marketplace and interested. I'm like, yes, it's available. If you're interested, let me know. I get a message back. It's like, oh, I'm very interested. Uh, I can't come till tomorrow. I'm like, oh, geez, am I doing a whole no-show Nikki <laughs> thing again? Uh, I want to get rid of it before the school year starts. 
and I see the name. It, it's uh, Dustin Obracha. I might have mispronounced his name. And I look at it, and I've I've only known like that. I've only seen that last name once in my life, and um, and that and that first name. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I send a message back, and I said, Do is that you? And instantly I get a message back. It's like Mr. Lane. I can't believe it. It was a student from my first year. He's a twin, Dustin and Daniel, and they looked identical. And so I just called them both Do all year, and they they loved the nickname, and they were so excited. And he bought the couch, and it was just such a cool experience to hear what he's going through. But then that story has another flip. I was at um, either Peanuts or Malachi's graduation at St. Mary's, and I bumped into either Dustin or or Daniel, and they came up to me, and they were like, they're like, what should we go into? And I said coding stem like you know coding's the future and they went home and they did uh, took a marketing class and now they design websites uh using i forget what platform um what does your sister use for a website design oh adobe not adobe oh um, photoshop no like no. the actual anyways they design websites for businesses and they're so excited that they get to do this and they're into marketing um, so they're doing a big thing and their big thing is in NFTs now. So like they, they took my advice and it was, I would have never known that story had no show Nikki showed up, you know, know. and I was just so blown away and you're just so humbled and he has two kids now and I'm like, it's a great couch. Like you're going to love it, you know? And so, so you just see how the world works and, you know, just like little things you do. And my daughter was, wasn't even born my first year of teaching, which is kind of crazy to think about. And it was just so funny for him to meet my kids. And I was telling him, I'm like, you tell Daniel, I'm still missing some homework assignments. <laughs> I'm like, don't, I think that's why he didn't show up. Like, you know, like, so, uh, it was, it was, it was a great story there. And then even going one step further, um, I think Gabby was from my second year, just an amazing kid, awesome. All the teachers loved them. And we were part of a team, I taught sixth grade science, and we were part of a team called CLAM. You know, the K was for Keggy, the L for Lane, obviously, A for Aguirre, and then M for Molina. And when you're part of a great team, like you just get great results from your kids. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, that was my second year. I had Gabby. And then Keggy still teaches at Don Menzendick in the Glendale Elementary School District. And she sends all of us a text. And Gabby is a sixth grade teacher on that team because of how much fun, you know, it's amazing that she's a student of Keggy and is on the same team of how much fun she had that year uh, as a sixth grade student that she wanted to teach sixth grade. And, you know, she's teaching in that same neighborhood and it's just so That's awesome. Amazing. And all of us were just so blown away and could not get over that. Gabby is a sixth grade teacher and then makes you realize you're like wow I've been doing this a long time I'm getting old that <laughs> that former students are having kids and getting married and you know going in graduating college you know and so it just uh you know there's those humbling moments as an educator that that are just priceless in time and just the laughs and how much joy it brings you. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that just, those are, and there's so many at our staff meeting, you hear these stories that teachers share like that, where, you know, not every year is easy. Not every year is easy. And even within uh, a year that's going well, there can be some challenges. 
And, you know, for sure teaching, uh, the rewards are that those are the, those are why we do what we do is that you hear the impact later on where you really made a difference and it just, it just feeds you, it fills you up and it's just the best gift anyone could give. And you think about pictures, me and you are huge picture people. You take tons of pictures on your phone, which you're always complaining about that. You need to clear off all these school (laughs) pictures off your phone at the end of the school year. And you're like, I have so many pictures of students. I have my iPad constantly. But back then, like, you know, I I had a digital camera, you know, that would take pictures and I would run a website and Dio was so excited. He's like, do you still have Mr. Lane, the science guy.com? And, you know, he was even telling me, he's like, you know, you've run that blog. You can make this much money off of like advertising meant so it was just so funny that they remembered my website and you know just thinking like how you can monetize it and this is something that they do and so I was so excited but you just truly are blown away by education and the impact it has and we often talk about you have no clue the conversations that you're part of at the dinner table where the, how many students walk through your door and the difference you can make for those students. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, and he was so gracious because I know you had said that you wanted to have him and his brother on the pod and he, Oh, he was excited. <laughs> he was excited. We're, we're, we're going to have them on one day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to get back to having more guests on the podcast, which is something that we love. And, um, the announcements are rocking and rolling yes, and we're, we're already getting students back in starting this week. And, um, if you want to see our, our announcements, I, we take it to the next level and we, really we are do. very proud of what we produce for the students. We're on SV Viper pit at YouTube on YouTube. So check us out there. If you want to kind of see, uh, the impact that we have, um, just of storytelling. And I think that's what we do a great job with the announcements of, just painted a picture and you know so many of the parents watch the announcements and they get excited and it's it's just it feels good it does it does feel good you know this year just is uh we have so many much how every year we approach with a laundry list of things that we really want to tackle this year this uh, or every year but this year feels special it just feels special it feels uh, full of possibility. There's so many different things that we're passionate about that we're really amped to tackle and bring bring on campus. And you know, you just the the attitude of the students. They're just absorbing, absorbing, and and being part of uh, whatever we put in front of them. And it is a really just the sky's the limit when you have that kind of that kind of you know reception with students. I couldn't agree more, partner. Well, it's going to be an exciting year. We're going to be coming every Tuesday, dropping new episodes. So we have committed to, to staying on the pod. We're back. This is, this is something that's so important <laughs> to us. I mean, uh, our, some of our favorite listeners are like, what's going on? They're like, where do you guys go? Did you fall off the map? Shout out to Mrs. O and Phil. They, they, they call us out. They keep us honest. And so uh, we, we hope to broaden our our reach and you you love when the podcast is downloaded in different country you're like we got a different country here and you just you know you're you're just kind of blown away by like the target story like that day you were talking to mrs copenhaver about that story and and what it can do and we want to get kids uh film uh recording their own podcast this year because everyone has a podcast and and we everyone has a story and 
speaking of story, we forgot to give Mrs. Lincecum in fourth grade a shout out. She's been kind of leading the kindness charge yes. the last couple of years. And she was so raw sharing her story and really got the emotions out of the students and her fourth graders. My son's in fourth grade. And I love that he's going to be part of this kindness charge where she does so much does. to really push these kids to tear down those walls and be vulnerable and and be better people well and what i love about that is it's such a foundational age at that point where they're they're mature enough to handle and grapple with some things that are a little bit more advanced and then it sets that that rhythm out right and then everything builds on that from years to you know that follow so i'm excited to get those kids as eighth graders and just think about their character and the potential there and i just i think that's a remarkable thing that she's done and you talk about a ripple effect and honestly for education that should be our goal is to be the kind of people the kind of teachers that uh, allow um, what we're trying to share and do go out beyond us and inspire others and then that inspires others because Mrs. Linscombe has really set off a kindness revolution at our school and on campus. I concur. I concur. Well said. All right, people. Man, we, we, we covered a lot. We, we tried to give you a half an hour podcast each week just diving into the lives of teachers. We hope you enjoyed it. We love sitting down and we getting did. back into it. And it, it's going to be a magical year. It's going to be a magical year on the Nailed It wall, sharing our Nailed It and Failed It. Uh, but as we always say, people, if you can be anything, be kind. Are you on social media? If you are, you can follow me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy on Twitter. And me at a positive proton. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube, SV Viper Pit.